When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we tell the story of Tiara Williams, who was 19 years old when she disappeared from Greensboro, North Carolina, on January 7, 2016. On the day that she was last seen, Tiara told her boyfriend and her brother that she was going for a walk to meet a friend named Travis. However, neither Tiara's brother nor her boyfriend knew anyone named Travis. They waited for Tiara to return to her grandmother's house, but she never showed up. In the weeks following her disappearance, there were several unconfirmed sightings of Tiara. But six and a half years later, Tiara is still missing, and her family and investigators want to know what happened to Tiara, where is she, and who is responsible for her disappearance. This is Tiara's story. For the past six and a half years, Tiara Williams' family has been searching for her, searching for answers about what happened to her that early January night. But year after year, they have been left with very few answers. Despite Tiara's case still being open, investigators need help from the public in solving the mystery about what happened to her. At the start of 2016, Tiara was a typical young woman who was looking forward to starting college. She lived in Greensboro, North Carolina, where her mother, Danielle, raised her and her younger brother. Tiara was described by her mom, Danielle, as very loving and protective of her younger brother, to whom she was very close to. Tiara's story was featured on Investigation Discovery Channel's Disappeared in 2018. And during that episode, her mom described her as having a motherly spirit towards her brother. And she would have never allowed anything bad to happen to him while she was around. Tiara was also a popular kid, and it didn't take long for her to make friends and become highly active in her social life when she entered high school at Dudley High in Greensboro. By all accounts, she was a kind person who enjoyed being around people and who people enjoyed being around. Apart from being a popular teenager, Tiara was also an excellent student. Her mom, Danielle, was the kind of mom who always kept up with her kids, including school and social media. According to Tiara's mom, when Tiara signed up for Facebook, they had to be friends so that Danielle could keep an eye on what she was doing and who she was friends with. Danielle was what most people would consider a strict parent. However, as a single mother raising two children, she just wanted to make sure that her children were doing the right things, so she had high expectations for them. Tiara, like most teens, didn't like her mom's rules, so they would argue often. 
Nothing too crazy, but we all know that teenagers sometimes think they know better than their parents. And Tierra was a typical teen who also believed that she knew better than her mom. Towards the end of high school, Tierra decided to move out of her mom's house and go live with her grandmother who lived nearby. Danielle told Disappear that Tierra said that she really wanted to live with her grandmother because she didn't want her to live alone. But the tension between her and her mom probably contributed to her decision to leave home. However, despite her moving out and disagreements with Danielle, they remained close. Danielle said that their relationship was bittersweet. One minute, they would argue, and the next, she would be right up under her mom. Tierra graduated high school in 2014, and she took a year off to think about what she wanted to do. Now, while she was in high school, Tierra had become involved in an early childhood education program, and she was inspired to become a teacher, and she wanted to help children, especially those with disabilities. So after some time off, Tierra informed her family that she was going to college so that she could major in early childhood development. Her mom was really proud of Tierra, and she was really excited for her future. As a parent, it's rewarding to see your children find their path. And so at the end of 2015, Tierra enrolled at Guilford Technical Community College. Tierra's mom, Danielle, said that she was really looking forward to going to school and was really getting ready for this new chapter of her life. She was determined to be serious about school, and so she wanted to limit the distractions around her. As part of Tierra's efforts to focus and buckle down for the upcoming semester, Danielle said that she deactivated her Facebook account. Now, at the time, Tierra was dating someone. It was a young man named Aaron who lived in the same apartment complex where she lived with her grandmother. The two had only been dating for a little while, but he was friends with Tierra's younger brother, and they would hang out and play video games together. On January 7, 2016, Tierra went to the Guilford Community College to take care of a few things that she needed to begin the semester. Tierra arrived at the college around 8 a.m. She needed to select her classes for the semester and finish up some financial aid paperwork. She also needed to get her student ID. Danielle said that Tierra was really looking forward to getting everything done. Tierra couldn't wait for the semester to start. And that evening, around 6 p.m., Tierra and her brother headed over to her mom's house. During her visit with her mom, Tierra told her all about her day and how she was really proud of herself for getting everything done for school. Danielle recalled Tierra being extremely happy that day. She could see it all in her face. She was just beaming. Tierra and Danielle made plans to go shopping the next day. Danielle was going to buy Tierra's books and school supplies that she needed for her classes. Now, Danielle said that Tierra had been promising to take down the Christmas tree. And the only reason that she had put it up in the first place is because Tierra had promised to take it down. So that night before they all left, Tierra took down her mom's Christmas tree while her brother and her boyfriend played video games. The three left Danielle's and headed back to Tierra's grandmother's home. They got there around 8 p.m., and when they arrived, her grandmother was cooking dinner and had made Tierra's favorite, stewed beef. As Danielle described, they ate dinner, and Tierra, her brother, and her boyfriend all went and sat in the living room. Now, while Tierra scrolled through her phone, the boys watched basketball on television. Around 8.30 p.m., Tierra's boyfriend said that she told them that she was going out. 
Now, both her brother and her boyfriend said that Tiara told them that she was going to meet a guy by the name of Travis. She said that he was a friend, but neither her boyfriend or her brother knew of a friend of hers named Travis. However, neither of them asked Tiara about the friend that she was meeting. Now, later, Tiara's boyfriend would say that he didn't want to be one of those boyfriends, so he didn't question who she was meeting or why. She told them that she would be back in an hour. Her boyfriend and her brother decided that they would leave with Tiara. They were going to go back to her boyfriend's house to play video games while they waited for her to come back. At around 9.30 p.m., Tiara's boyfriend noticed that she had not come back yet. Now, she said she was only going to be an hour, and so when an hour went by and Tiara wasn't back, he started to text her phone, but he wasn't getting a response. Her boyfriend and her brother decided to go back to Tiara's grandmother's house so that they could wait for her there. Her boyfriend thought that maybe she would return when she was finished, but hours passed, and Tiara never came back. He continued to text Tiara without a response. Now, the next day, at around 7 a.m., Aaron left his apartment to go to an appointment. He had not heard anything from Tiara during that night, but he assumed that she would be back by the time that he returned. But when he got back to the apartment three hours later, Tiara still wasn't there. Now, at that point, Aaron realized that something was wrong, and he called Tiara's grandmother to ask her if she had spoken with Tiara. When Tiara's grandmother received the call from Aaron, she was worried and confused. The last time that she saw Tiara was when they left her house that night, so she assumed that she was with him. Tiara's grandmother also tried to reach Tiara. She called her phone repeatedly to see if she could reach her and find out what was happening, but she did not answer the phone. At that point, Tiara's grandmother called Danielle to ask her if she had seen Tiara and to tell her that Tiara had not returned home the night before. She also told Danielle that Tiara's phone was going straight to voicemail. Danielle said that Tiara's phone never went straight to voicemail and that she always kept it charged. Her motherly instincts told her that something wasn't right, but she didn't want to jump to conclusions. She got in contact with Aaron, who told her about Tiara meeting with a friend, and that he had been texting Tiara since the night before, but had never got a response. Danielle hoped that Tiara was just at a friend's house and maybe just fell asleep. Now, Tiara's grandmother decided to go and look around her room, and that's when she noticed that all of her personal belongings were there— including her purse and her ID. Even her phone charger was plugged into the wall. Now, in the minds of Tiara's mom and her grandmother, it was obvious at that point that wherever Tiara had gone, she wasn't planning to stay long because, at the least, she would have taken her charger with her. Danielle had been trying not to worry, but finding all of Tiara's things at home changed that. She knew that something was not right at all. The next day, January 8th, around noon, Danielle met with Aaron, Tiara's boyfriend, to see if she could get any more information about where Tiara was supposed to have gone the night before. Aaron tells Danielle that Tiara was planning to meet a guy she was friends with by the name of Travis. 
He told Danielle that Tierra had been texting back and forth with this person. Now, Danielle found it odd that her daughter was making plans to see another guy while she was with her boyfriend. But Aaron said he didn't ask Tierra about Travis since he thought that maybe Travis was a family friend. But Danielle didn't know anyone named Travis. And so there was no family friend by that name. Danielle could not understand why Aaron let Tierra meet a random guy alone at night. Aaron, however, said that he trusted Tierra, and so he didn't think it was that big of a deal. He might have thought that if she was telling him where she was going and who she was meeting with, it was probably innocent. However, the story didn't make sense to Danielle. No one close to Tierra had ever heard her mention a friend named Travis. So for her to go and meet him at 9 p.m. was strange at best. Danielle tried to look up who Travis was. She went on Tierra's Facebook page, but she couldn't find anyone named Travis on Tierra's friends list. She said that no one connected to Tierra had the name Travis. Although most of the people on her friends list used nicknames, Nothing led her to anyone whose real name was Travis. Danielle was also able to get into Tierra's account and look through her messages. And she discovered that Tierra had been messaging her ex-boyfriend. Tierra and the ex had been communicating for the past week, and he had even come to visit her a few times. Danielle was surprised to learn that Tierra was messaging her ex and seeing him, and she wondered if possibly the name Travis was something that she had made up to disguise her ex's identity. Tierra's mom didn't know whether this had anything to do with her daughter's disappearance, but by 8 p.m. that day, Danielle had decided to call the Greensboro police to report her daughter missing. When officers arrive to take the missing persons report, Danielle tells them that despite Tierra being a teenager, she would not have gone this long without contacting her family. She also left all of her personal belongings behind. Investigators seem to agree that this was not someone who would just leave on her own. She had just registered for college classes, and her ID and charger were at home. Wherever Tierra went, she did not plan on staying there long. Almost immediately, Tierra's family and friends searched through the apartment complex where she lived with her grandmother, and they spoke with neighbors, but no one had seen her. Over 24 hours after Tierra's boyfriend and her brother last saw her, she seemed to have vanished into thin air. Danielle's worries turned into outright fear as hours passed. Where had Tierra gone? And who did she go meet? As someone who shops for the groceries for my home, I know that finding all your grocery items in one place at an affordable price is almost impossible now. But with Thrive Market, I get everything I need and so much more. With Thrive, you can shop everything from healthy pantry essentials and sustainable meat and seafood to non-toxic cleaning and beauty products, all delivered right to your door. And if you find a price lower elsewhere, Thrive Market will match it. Thrive Market carefully vets each and every item so you can trust that if they sell it, it's probably the highest quality available. 
Finding everything you need is easy on Thrive Market because you can filter by 90-plus values and lifestyles to find what works for you. Shop by what you eat and what matters most to you. With over 5,000 food, home, and beauty products, finding what you need is easy with Thrive Market. So if you're looking for plant-based, keto, gluten-free, zero-waste, BIPOC-owned brands, Thrive Market has you covered. I love the selection that Thrive offers, and it gives me a wide selection of healthy choices for me and my family. When you join Thrive Market, you're joining a community of 1 million plus members and sponsoring a family in need. And with their fast and free carbon neutral shipping, you also are bettering our planet. Join Thrive Market today and get $80 in free groceries. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash girl gone to get $80 in free groceries. That's thrivemarket.com slash girl gone. Thrivemarket.com slash girl gone. You guys know that I love the break-in protection that my Simply Safe home security systems give me. But it's not always outside forces that you need Simply Safe's protection from. Meet Amy, a Simply Safe customer and a chronic sleepwalker who lives near a four-lane highway. One night, a few months ago, she sleptwalked right out of her bedroom and then continued out of the front door. Now, that is a dangerous situation. She could have been heading for a big accident. Luckily, as she walked out of the house, the Simply Safe entry sensor on her front door triggered the 95 dB siren in the base station. That is loud. Loud enough, in fact, to wake her up before she wandered into the street or some other trouble. Seconds later, Amy even got a call from Simply Safe checking to make sure that everything was okay. Amy was a little groggy, but she was just fine. Amy actually says that on that sleepy night, Simply Safe saved her life. Protecting people in ways they never could have imagined is just one of the reasons more than 4 million people use and love Simply Safe. My favorite part about Simply Safe is that it allows me to keep my family safe at a really affordable price. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/girlgone. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash girl gone. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. On January 7, 2016, Tiara Williams, a 19-year-old college student, spent the day getting ready for the upcoming semester at the college where she was enrolled. That evening, she ate dinner at her grandmother's house with her boyfriend Aaron and her younger brother. After they finished eating, Tiara told her boyfriend that she was going to go meet a friend named Travis and that she would be back in an hour. Tiara, however, did not return. And almost 24 hours after she was last seen, she was reported missing. During the initial investigation, police spoke to Danielle, Tara's mom, 
who informed them of the messages her ex-boyfriend had sent. She also told them about how Tierra was supposed to meet a guy named Travis, but that she suspected that it was the same person. Now, while investigators looked for the ex so that they could speak to him, they were able to get a hold of Tierra's cell phone records, and they were able to determine from a nearby cell phone tower that the last ping from her phone placed her at the apartment complex. The phone, however, was now dead, and investigators believe that it stayed on until the battery drained. But after 8.30 p.m., there was no other activity on Tierra's phone. A few days after Tierra was reported missing, investigators got a hold of her ex and brought him into the station for questioning. When investigators initially questioned him, he denied speaking with Tierra and claimed that he had not seen her. However, investigators knew that he was lying because they had the Facebook messages between them, and they knew that they had seen each other in the past week. And so once he was confronted with the proof, he suddenly changed the story. He admitted to sending messages to Tierra, but he also told investigators that he, in fact, was the person that Tierra met that night that she went missing. Danielle had been right. Travis was a name that Tierra had made up, and she really was meeting her ex that night. The ex told investigators that he met Tierra around 8.30 p.m. at the apartment complex and that they sat in his car and talked for a while. He said they talked for about 20 or 30 minutes, and he said that after their conversation, Tierra got out of the vehicle and walked back towards her apartment. The ex gave investigators permission to search his vehicle, but they were unable to find any evidence that anything had happened to Tierra in that car. Without any evidence implicating the ex, investigators let him leave, and he was not named a person of interest at that time. Tierra's family and friends intensified their search efforts. They knocked on doors and distributed flyers with Tierra's picture and information. Tierra's family did everything that they could to make sure that everyone knew that she was missing. So if they saw anything or knew anything, they would call the police. But as the days passed, there was no new information about Tierra's whereabouts. Investigators began to delve deeper into the details of Tierra's life. Along with Tierra's ex, they wanted to know who else was in her life at the time she vanished and if any of them wanted to hurt her. But everyone they spoke to was cooperative, and investigators did not believe any of them had any involvement in what happened to Tierra, including another ex. Investigators believed that foul play was involved, and so they turned to the public to ask them for help in locating Tierra or any information about where she may be. In the weeks following Tierra's disappearance, police asked local media to spread information about her disappearance. And her story quickly captivated Greensboro's attention. But unfortunately, it did not lead them to Tierra. In an effort to raise awareness about Tierra's disappearance, her family set up a Facebook page. They hoped that if more people were aware, more information would be forthcoming. There was also a hotline set up so that tips could be given. And within days of the line being up, tips started to come in. 
Among the first tips they received was from a sanitation worker who said that he had seen a young woman who matched Tierra's description walking down the street. He claimed that she was wearing a dark jacket and appeared to be disoriented. They received another tip a few days later that someone had also seen the same young woman on another street. These sightings made people close to Tierra wonder if she had been drugged or sex trafficked. But neither of the tips were confirmed as being Tierra. In addition to the sightings, however, they received tips that Tierra was dead. One of the tips stated that Tierra had been murdered and her body had been placed in the back of a tractor trailer parked in a lot across the street from where she lived. Investigators took the tip seriously, and they used cadaver dogs to search the areas where the tipster said that the body was, but they were unable to find any evidence or any trace of Tierra. Over the next several days, investigators continued to search for Tierra. They expanded their search to include the wooded areas around the apartment where Tierra lived, but none of those searches turned up any evidence either. After almost a month of searching for Tierra, neither her family or investigators had any idea where she could be, and none of the tips that they had received were panning out. Tierra was supposed to be starting school, and now she was missing. Danielle and the rest of her family were doing everything that they could to find Tierra and to keep her story out there. Over the next few weeks, there was no new credible information about Tierra's whereabouts. In 2016, however, a server at a Waffle House in Jessup, Georgia, sent a message to the Facebook page set up to find Tierra. The server claimed that they had seen Tierra several times and that she had been coming in with a group of girls. The server claimed that the girl was quiet and wouldn't make eye contact, but she fit Tierra's description. After receiving the message, Tierra's grandfather drove to Jessup to speak to the server himself and to see if the young woman that they had been seeing was in fact his granddaughter. But by the time he got to the Waffle House, the server said that the young woman had stopped coming in, and they suggested that her grandfather go and check the local motels. Now, once again, the theory that Tierra may have actually become the victim of sex trafficking was back in play. When they first received tips about sightings of Tierra, there was a theory that perhaps she had become the victim of a sex trafficker. And now, this latest sighting may be confirmation. Her grandfather went to several of the motels in the area and spoke to the front desk staff. Now, at one of the motels, the manager told him that a young woman fitting Tierra's description had been staying there with a pimp. Her grandfather upon getting that information, called the local police, who investigated the claims. And they did find the pimp and several young women with him, but none of them were Tierra. The trip to Jessup turned out to be another dead end for Tierra's family. They, however, were not ready to give up. They were still hopeful that they would find Tierra. Tierra's grandfather led his own investigation and began following leads that led him to some really seedy places. But it didn't matter. He was willing to go wherever it took to find his granddaughter. He traveled all over the country from city to city, speaking to people and following leads. 
He even began offering a $10,000 reward for any information that would lead him to Tierra. Unfortunately, no one ever gave him any credible information. The months continued to go by, and Tierra's family continued to search for her. Encouraged by her family, police again spoke to Aaron. It never set right with Danielle that Aaron was the last person to see her and that he had let her go meet another guy. But Aaron insisted that he had nothing to do with Tierra's disappearance and that his biggest regret was not asking Tierra more questions that night. Aaron told Disappear that at first he was hurt that Tierra's family suspected him, but that ultimately he understood why. He knew that this was a devastating time for her family and that if he was in their position, he would probably feel the same. In June 2016, six months after Tierra disappeared, her mom got a call from a family member. And the family member said that they were almost sure that they had saw Tierra at the DMV in Greensboro. Now, this information coming from a family member seemed to be more credible than the other tips— And Danielle prayed that it was Tierra and that this nightmare was over. The family member said that they called Tierra's name, but when the young woman stopped, she said that she wasn't Tierra, but asked if she could pray for her. Now, even though the young lady said that she wasn't Tierra, the family member was convinced that it was her. Danielle contacted detectives who went to the DMV to pull surveillance footage, But when they reviewed the footage and showed it to Danielle, she confirmed that it was not Tierra. It was just another dead end. In the months following, no new information came in about Tierra's disappearance. There are many theories about what may have possibly happened to Tierra. I mean, she may have been forced into sex trafficking, or maybe the ex-boyfriend did something to her that night. But without any concrete evidence, Investigators don't know what happened to Tierra. It's been six and a half years since Tierra vanished. And in the years since, there have been very few leads that have come in about her disappearance. Tierra was looking forward to starting school, and she had a full, promising life ahead of her. But whoever was responsible for her disappearance stole that from her. Her mom, Danielle, and the rest of Tierra's family have vowed to not give up finding her. They frequently update the Help Find Tierra Williams Facebook page, and they, along with investigators, need the public's help. Because like in every missing person case, someone knows something. The last post on the Help Find Tierra Facebook page was on January 7th. It was the six-year anniversary of Tierra's disappearance. And her mom wrote this. Six years. As I write this, I find myself at a loss for words. Because words can't describe the love, the heartache, and the devastation of loss for this beautiful creature right here. Six years ago, life changed. Our lives changed. Six years ago, some hateful person decided to take her from her family and the life she was building for herself. And six years ago... Someone decided to keep that evil person secret. Six years is not only a long time to be without her. Six years is a long time to hold on to this evil action, this secret. 
somebody knows something, and knowledge of this terrible act has to be eating at you. And with that I say, no weapons formed against us shall prosper. I say it again, six years, six years, six years. Tierra was 19 years old when she disappeared from Greensboro, North Carolina. She was last seen at the Stony Brook Apartments on January 7th, 2016. Tierra is 5'5", and at the time of her disappearance, she weighed 120 pounds. She has brown hair and brown eyes. Her ears and her nose are pierced. If you have any information about what happened to Tierra, please contact the Greensboro Police Department. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. It also helps our show grow. As always, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.